Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. You're in Rudy Max's world, and I'm your genial radio show host, Rudy Max. This is the second weekend of our special Northern Ireland shows, and you'll be introduced to the musicians who are playing uh, here now, Colin and Joe, a little later in this show. Last weekend here in Belfast, if you were listening, we broadcast from Titanic Belfast, the museum that opened last year on the site of the shipyard that built what at the time was the world's largest passenger ship. But today we're coming to you from Ulster Hall, a concert hall here in downtown Belfast. Ulster is one of Ireland's four provinces, and six of Ulster's nine counties are in Northern Ireland, which is distinguished from the Republic of Ireland to the south. What's the difference? The Republic of Ireland is its own nation, while Northern Ireland, well, that's a little more complicated. Its links are with the United Kingdom, and many of its laws and items such as national defense and diplomatic representation are handled out of London. The Republic of Ireland to the south, by far the larger part of the island of Ireland, uses the euro for currency. Northern Ireland uses English pound. Speed limits are expressed in kilometers in the Republic, and miles per hour in Northern Ireland is used where I am today. There's no police border between the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland, and Belfast is Northern Ireland's capital and biggest city. The population of, New Orleans, excuse me, of Northern Ireland is about 1.8 million, while the Republic counts about twice the number of, that, of uh, citizens. The North of Ireland was known for centuries as the most warlike region of Ireland. Ulstermen were considered the fiercest warriors in all of Ireland, and the queens and goddesses of Ulster are associated with battle and death. The words strife and valor and haughtiness are often used to describe a people shaped by a long history of invasions by marauding Vikings and territory-hungry Normans. Those wars, as well as intra-country battles between Irish fiefdoms and their kings, provide volumes of bloody and violent stories that are the stuff of legends, movies, and even the truth. And it's in Belfast here that a 30-year-long conflict between Catholics who wanted Northern Ireland to join with the Republic in the South and largely Protestants who wanted to stay aligned with Great Britain was finally settled. And while the Good Friday Agreement of 1998 didn't necessarily sit well with everyone in the more radical wings of both sides, Northern Ireland's began to boom. Tourism returned. And today Belfast is one of the one or two safest cities in Europe for visitors. Like the rest of Ireland, Northern Ireland boasts a landscape to delight a painter. Year-round green hills and in the summer fields of heather a picturesque, rugged coastline dotted with charming, neat-as-a-pin villages and castles, many of them still occupied, that are on numerous hilltops. Now, around this time of the year, fires have been lit in the pubs and lobbies of hotels, though a temperate maritime climate means many flowers bloom year-round, and along the coast you'll actually spot the occasional palm tree or tropical plant. It's game season, so you'll find venison on the menu at restaurants as well as fresh prawns and other fish from the local sea. I've been staying at a five-star hotel on the edge of Belfast called the Culloden, and it's a lavish uh, continental breakfast. It includes a porridge that I call oatmeal light. But next to the porridge are condiments, honey, cream, maple syrup, and my new favorite, Bushmills whiskey that's distilled not far from here. Now, I don't usually start my day with whiskey. So my first morning here, I tentatively added a splash of Bushmills to my porridge and honey, as apparently is the local custom. And each morning, 
That splash got larger. I expect by my last morning here, I'll forego the darn porridge and just set the bottle of whiskey right in front of me with a glass. And speaking of whiskey, here's an interesting factoid. You might notice that whiskey produced in Scotland is spelled W-H-I-S-K-Y. Well, thinking Scotch whiskey inferior, the Irish are said to have inserted an E before that Y to distinguish itself. Now, that's a sure way to have been a bar bet. All right, here's what's coming up this hour. In a couple of minutes, you'll meet Billy Scott. He's a licensed tour guide who's been showing me around Belfast and the surrounding countryside the week I've been here. Like many an Irishman, he's a natural storyteller with a sly wit. I think you'll like him a lot. Then we're going to meet a member of the band that's playing us into and out of each break. It's the Belfast-based Rapparees, whose new CD is called Session. I'll tell you how to get more information on that as the show goes on. John Killen is a librarian of a different stripe. He's the librarian of Ireland's last subscriptions library. It's a mere 225 years old. It holds a treasure trove of literature. What's a subscription library? Well, stay tuned. And maybe you've heard of the tales of Narnia. The author of those seven novels of fantasy is from Belfast, and my guest, Sandy Smith, is a devotee of author C.S. Lewis. He joins me to describe Jack Lewis, as he was known locally, and talk about his life a bit in Northern Ireland. He'll also explain why, despite having sold millions of books in dozens of languages worldwide, C.S. Lewis's death in 1963 went little noticed. Before we jump into all things Belfast, let's take a quick look at some recent news and travel. Well, the airline trade group Airlines for America estimates 25 million Americans will fly commercially during Thanksgiving week. That's a 1.5% interest over last year's numbers. A spokeswoman for America, uh, Airlines for America offered her thoughts about planning ahead for travel during what is America's business, busiest time for flyers. That's the week of the 25th. I like to think about traveling smarter, not necessarily lighter. It's important to think about what you want to have in your check luggage versus what you want to have in your carry-on bag. If you think about your flight, you want to think beyond just the time of your flight and think about really a 24-hour period of what you need and what you're going to need over that period. So generally a change of clothes, any toiletries, also things that should always go in your carry-on bag, including jewelry and valuables, electronics, and any medication that you take on a regular basis. If you're traveling with children, it's important to think about what they're going to need over that same time period. Definitely a change of clothes, whatever food or formula or diapers they may need, and any toys or snacks you want to have with you. It's important to have that in your carry-on bag as well. You also want to think about what else you want to bring with you. I always like if I'm traveling, particularly if I'm staying in a hotel, to have flip-flops in my bag because I don't like to have my feet touching the hotel floor. I also like to bring an umbrella and a coat with me in my carry-on bag in the event that the weather's different from where I'm taking off from. You know, I don't know at the slippers part. However, I did date a woman who would never let her feet touch a hotel carpet without slippers, too. So if that's your thing, well, by all means, bring your slippers along. I'd like to give a shout-out to American Airlines that recently welcomed home 13 U.S. Marines returning from Afghanistan by giving them first-class seats on the final leg of their journey from Chicago to San Diego. American had six first-class seats available on the flight. The airline staff there convinced seven passengers to give up their first-class seats so all returning Marines could fly in the front of the plane. Delta, meanwhile, joined United in devaluing its frequent flyer chart, raising the number of miles you'll need to get many award tickets. A round-trip Saver Economy Award went up 5,000 miles on flights from U.S. to Hawaii. It'll cost you 45,000. For Saver First Class Awards within the U.S., another 5,000 miles, 50,000 now instead of 45. Other changes include the increase of number of miles you'll need to cash in for award tickets to Africa, the Middle East, South Asia, and North Asia. I put a link from BoardingArea.com that gives you a Delta mileage chart highlighting all the changes on my Facebook fan page at Rudy Max at travel slash leisure. So if you're thinking of cashing in some miles on Delta, you might want to do that before, uh, before these kick into effect early next year. Uh, check it out by going to Rudy Max at travel slash leisure. We're in Ireland, and you can tell because of the dulcet tones of this guitar. Walking all the day 
Near tall towers where falcons build the nurse Silver-winged they fly They know the call of freedom in their breasts all I care We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's world from Belfast in Northern Ireland after this short break. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the top-shelf margarita of rewards programs. As an Orbitz Rewards member, you earn rewards immediately on flights, hotels, and packages. That's right, like the kick from a good tequila, you get them instantly. The rewards you just earned on your flight to Miami, use them to book your hotel for the same trip. If you use the Orbitz app to book, you earn even more, 5% on hotels. So join today and be part of the only travel rewards program that gives you instant vacation gratification. Go to Orbitz.com rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. Get ready, get set for the holidays for less at Lumber Liquidator's huge flooring sale. Save on over 150 floors, including first quality laminate from 49 cents a square foot. Pre-finished hardwood from only $1.69 per square foot. Beautiful bamboo up to 15% off our incredibly low prices. Plus, save on great holiday gifts or florum with a gift card and get special financing hurry get a great deal on a new floor just in time for the holidays sales going on now visit lumberliquidators.com or your store for your holiday deal today musicians you know the best day to get deals on the gear you want is black friday and guitar center stores are currently loading up in preparation but there's no need to wait for the big day we're kicking off the doorbusters early it's guitar center's countdown to black friday now through thanksgiving score an insane in-store daily deal as much as 80 percent off list on vocal mics headphones drumsticks ukuleles and more grab a daily doorbuster available from 10 to 1 in-store only as guitar center counts down to black friday Hey, it's Guy Fieri. And before the game, it's all about the tailgating. Burgers, sausage and peppers, onions, hot wings, you name it. But come game time, if you got yourself a whole bunch of heartburn, roll out the Rolaids. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. Rolaids gets you back in the action fast. Its dual active formula neutralizes more acid than Tums. For indigestion and heartburn, get rapid relief with Rolaids. R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief. Use as directed. Acid neutralization may not correlate with symptom relief. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Come on, then bye. In the next segment, I think we're going to meet the, the men who are providing this gorgeous intro and outro music for us. We're lucky to have them here. Um, but for now, I want to introduce you to a guy who's been showing me around uh, Belfast and the surrounding countryside the last couple days. Uh, his name is, is Billy Scott, and he is uh, a licensed guide and one of the most famous guides here in town. He's an official tourist guide with Black Cab City and Mural Tours. I'll give you a website for him before we end the show. But, uh, Billy, first of all, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. 
Thanks very much, Rudy. Now I'm driving this car, not you, okay? <laughs> okay. I was just going to say welcome to you and your listeners to Belfast, Rudy. Well, it's, I'm sure they'd like to be here. I certainly have enjoyed seeing the countryside and the city city with you. And uh, you've told me a couple fascinating things about uh, things that we in America know about that we might not appreciate. For example, that about 300,000 bottles of ba- Bailey's Irish cream go out the door here every day to the far parts mm-hmm. of the world, right from Belfast, right? That's right. That's, that's true, Rudy. Yeah. We've got the oldest whiskey distillery in the world, which forms the basis for that Bailey's cream. This is Bushmills? All, yeah, and it's, it's all local produce. So I'm right. sure everybody in America has probably got a bottle of it sitting in, in a cupboard somewhere waiting for it to be brought out at Christmas time to toast Santa. No question. There are a couple other factoids you have uh, thrilled me with. <laughs> Give us a couple. Particularly if you're living down around maybe the southern states of America, Belfast is the home too. I would say maybe Belfast is actually the cradle of civilization, so it is, particularly for America. That's where we invented, uh, Belfast is where we invented air conditioning. I know. Yeah, I talked about that last mm-hmm. week on the show. Now, why um, we invented air conditioning, we've got no flipping idea. That's right. You didn't need it as badly as half of our country oh. does. But, uh, but you talk, you've talked about, uh, uh, well, George Best is from here. We certainly yeah, know yeah, him as the, the fifth, fifth Beatle and yeah, one of the uh-huh. premier the soccer stars of the world. celebrity sportsman, yeah. Right. Another one would be uh, John Dunlop. You know, when you go back home to America, and you people, I always tell us when I'm doing coach tours with Americans, and I always say, you know, George Dunn, if you look over to the right hand side, you see the blue plaque on the wall. It's dedicated to the man who invented or introduced to the world the pneumatic tar. How did that come to be? Well, his son, he was working in Belfast as a veterinary surgeon. He's actually Scottish. And his son was riding his bicycle over the cobblestones, and he seemed to get a bit of a sore bottom. And his father decided that he could get air in the hard rubber tires would act as a form of suspension for him, so it was a bit of comfort for him. So he invented the pneumatic tire, yeah. Uh-huh. And that became Dunlop Tires, which it is did, yeah. a British uh-huh. firm, yeah. if I understand uh-huh. correctly. Uh-huh. I understand he didn't get rich on that, though. He sold his patent early on, and that was a big mistake, apparently. Oh, well, an awful lot of people did that, too, didn't Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, well, that's a great story, Dunlop Tires. I'm fascinated by the number of people, the artists and so on, who came out of here. How did you get in the touring business? Oh, well, probably accidentally. I was, I was working in Belfast as a cab driver, and go back to about 1998. Prior to 1998, Belfast there was, it wasn't a big tourist destination. Never understand why. Then we signed, largely we signed the peace agreement. People started to trickle in. They're mostly backpackers, and we worked in the city centre doing the black cab tours, just some, similar to what you have in America, the yellow cabs. Mm-hmm. And you would have had private tour, com- pri- sorry, private taxi companies in the city. They worked in all areas, whereas we worked all over the city. So the first sort of tourists to come into Belfast would have been the backpackers. They're always looking some, you know, they're travelling on a budget. So they realised if they could book a, book a black cab that would take them across the city and we could, we could show them the, the areas that they'd seen on television down the years. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, too, yeah. Uh-huh. And we could, we'd take them around, we'd show them all the murals and we'd use those to relate events from an historic Now talk about the murals. Sides, when yeah. you say show them all the murals, you don't normally hear that in an American <laughs> city. Unless you live in Philadelphia, I think it's a city of murals, isn't it? <laughs> Well, yeah, these are these are much more these are much more sophisticated yeah, they're, they're murals, and they're they're on they're on cement walls, brick walls, yeah. and they are just in, they're they're incredibly colorful. That's Most right. of them are propaganda for one yeah, thing or another. Too, yeah. uh-huh. um, who decides who gets to go paint a mural in this city? Well, it'd probably be from within the community. People, community groups will come together. But whereas before, it may have been largely the paramilitaries promoting their sort of cause or ideology. But now people realise that we've moved away. We're in this transient period between conflict and peace. So we'll have to move away from the, that old sort of, you know, the sectarianism. And what we're trying to display now on the walls is much more of our culture and our history 
on our traditions. But does someone does someone hire an artist to do it? No. Yeah, so, no, well, actually, or so, some, of them, some, of, some of them would come in. Some some are because the a lot of these are now sponsored by like so the Arts Council because they would realize the negativity of the old stuff and want to replace them with much more uh, much. Say, much oh, that's more, right. You showed us much some, more positive images. You showed us some murals that had some positive, some yeah. of the famous people we know from Belfast, sort of in a cocktail or in a yeah. pub kind yeah. of setting. Andre Jackson, right. <laughs> Um, George um, Best, George Gal- uh, James Galway, Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson. Yeah, those were all on, on the sides of walls. Uh-huh. That's These fascinating. And you won't go on the walls now, of course. Is uh, Rory McIlroy? He's he's much more positive image. I'm sorry. Who is that? Rory. You never heard. Of, oh, sorry. <laughs> I think I'm. I'm not is he a sports guy? <laughs> oh, if you see the sports, I don't yeah, know anything about sports. A, My he, audience he knows was, I, well, I can't speak a, French, and I know nothing about right, sports. Okay, so he's a famous golfer. He was. He was the, the world's number one. Now that you mention it, yes, I have heard of him. My guest is Billy Scott, and. If you can't understand him, neither can I. It's amazing. We've been driving around for two days, and I've asked him to speak English, and he won't. He, for example, said he started driving a cob. I say he started driving a cab. And you can understand why we're separated, as Winston Churchill said, by a common language right. at times. Um, but I just love Billy's accent, so you just, keep, you just keep talking. What do most people now want to see? When, what do most Americans want to see when they come to Belfast? Well, uh, we've got much more to it than... Damn, conflict, you know, there's much more to Belfast. Well, of course uh, there is. There's a Titanic, for th- example. That's, that's a big attraction now, so there's a big draw, I think. Uh, they were expecting to get 400,000 people through Titanic. They get 800,000 people in the 800, first year, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a new, a new tour being introduced is, like, surrounded film locations. But we've become a, we're the, we're the next Hollywood here. Yeah, they're filming Games of Thrones even Game as we Thrones, speak, yeah. and there's some uh-huh. kind of Dracula movie Dracula, being filmed here. Dracula's right? being shot. There's nobody actually unemployed here now. They're all just resting lobbies, <laughs> waiting for their next big break to come along. So <laughs> that's a tour as well, around the, around the locations. It takes you around some of the areas that we went around over the past couple of days, around the North Antrim coast, which is absolutely stunning, an area of outstanding natural beauty. And it's with the likes of Giant's Causeway, which is a world heritage site. So that that's a big a big attraction for people coming up People come from America. People now come down on genealogy tours. Oh, right, right. I, 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 think, I, I think we had the director of tourism on, on the show a few weeks ago from Ireland, and he said there are more Irish people living outside of Ireland. We're talking about the whole island, not just Northern yeah, Ireland of the Republic, uh-huh. than live in the entire island of Ireland. Oh, I would Ireland. believe that, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I've never been any place where there isn't an Irish bar, for goodness sake. I'm like, <laughs> what the heck is going on? You know, you're in some oh, well, little town in Asia, and, you know, here's the Irish bar. We've got the real thing here, you know. Come Apparently. That's, that's another attraction, of course, the pubs and the music. Uh, I find, find, too, here, we're, we're pretty lucky. We've got to, you know, we should be celebrating our culture here. Whereas you go to, you come to, you come here to Northern Ireland, you, you don't just have, if you go to Dublin, you're going to immerse yourself totally in Irish culture. If you go to London, you're going to immerse yourself totally in, in British culture. Mm-hmm. But here you've got, a, you've got a great big bundle of culture all sort of tied together. A great big eclectic mix. You can take, you can pick and mix so you can. You know, you've got, you've got the Ulster Scots. That's absolutely, the Ulster are very proud people. Uh, take yourself up to Ravenhill Rugby Ground on a Friday night and, Cheer on the Ulstermen, stand up for the Ulstermen, the rugby match, as, a, as they give the English or the French a good beating at the <laughs> rugby field. And then take yourself up around the glens of Antrim and, and stand there up and sip some Bushmills whiskey and listen to the skirl of the pipes as it hangs in the breeze as it blows through the glens. Or if you, Irish culture, Sunday afternoon, Casement Park in Belfast, go and watch a Gaelic match, Gaelic football, hurling. Then take yourself a sort of Antrim beat the heck out of the dubs. Now, Antrim, explain what Antrim is. 
Antrim's county Antrim Northern. There's it's 30, a county. Yeah, there's county. 32 counties in Ireland. Uh, 26 of them, unfortunately, are in the south of Ireland. <laughs> and six of them are up here in Northern Ireland. And then we've got four provinces. Where you are, you're in the province of Ulster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linster's down the east coast. Connacht's the west coast. Monster's the south coast. So you're currently in Northern Ireland, which made up of six counties of the nine counties of the, of the province of Ulster. Right. And then, of course, those six counties are part of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. So if you, if you want a bit of British culture, of course, the pomp and ceremony, you know, you, you can take yourself up to Derry. Derry's the second city. It's only 80 miles from Belfast. You can go up and view the Turner exhibition. Mm. Uh, the Turner Prize is the most, it's the top prize in sort of uh, in modern art. And uh, you, you go up to Derry and you, you can view that. Uh, and then come back to Belfast and maybe climb up on the on the slipways at Titanic and sing your heart out and wave your flag along to, you know, no. the, the anthems of Elgar. I have no idea what, what Billy said the last 10 minutes, but uh, <laughs> perhaps you understood him. I don't know. <laughs> Billy, hey, thank you for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to uh, make connection with Billy Scott, his w- website is touringaroundbelfast.com. Touringaroundbelfast.com. We'll put a link on my Facebook page, Rudy Max at Travel slash Leisure. Billy, thanks. We'll be back. <laughs> Very well to you, my own true love. I am going far, far away. I am bound for California, and I hope that I'll return someday. We'll be right back after this short break. I'll introduce you to the two men who are playing the music. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Hi, folks. Rudy Maxa here, inviting you to discover what Ireland's great cities have to offer. Cities including Dublin, Belfast, Galway, and Kilkenny are as rooted in history as they are in the 21st century. From ancient landmarks to five-star hotels, from a new generation of chefs cooking up a foodie scene as dynamic as it is delicious to iconic castles and coastlines, all are within easy reach of these vibrant city hubs that are making their way onto best destination lists from National Geographic to TripAdvisor. Plan a trip today and go to Ireland.com or RudyMaxa.com and click on Sponsors. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the top-shelf margarita of rewards programs. As an Orbitz Rewards member, you earn rewards immediately on flights, hotels, and packages. That's right, like the kick from a good tequila, you get them instantly. The rewards you just earned on your flight to Miami? Use them to book your hotel for the same trip. If you use the Orbitz app to book, you earn even more, 5% on hotels. So join today and be part of the only travel rewards program that gives you instant vacation gratification. Go to Orbitz.com rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back. This segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by TravelGuard, the nation's leading provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. TravelGuard has teamed up with Reader's Digest. That's a name you know and trust for reliable and expert advice. To give you some expert advice... 
in a booklet called The Free Smart Spender's Travel Guide that'll tell you how you can afford a vacation, even on a tight budget, how to save at hotels, restaurants, and resorts, what to do to avoid making expensive travel mistakes, and about 110 more money-saving tips, ideas, and much more. You can get this Smart Spender's Travel Guide for free by simply going to TravelGuard.com, or you can click on the radio show's website, RudyMaxa.com, and there's a big banner right at the top of the page. Click on that, and you'll be led right to your Free Smart Spender's Travel Guide. The music you're hearing during this show is being brought to you by a group called the uh, the Reparees, and I we're, we have part of the group here. I understand uh, Connor McCaffrey and, and Joe McKaig. Uh, Connor is on the uh, uh, banjo, and Joe is playing the guitar. You are part of a group. You you have a larger group, right? Yes, there's four four members of the the Reparees, and uh, so only two were. <laughs> It's okay. Well, our budget was a little tight. (laughs) The other guys are busy. So let me tell you, if you visit Belfast and you walk into the right pub on the right night, you might be lucky enough to hear the Reparees. Uh, Reparees. And now tell me what the name means. Does it have a name meaning? Uh, The Reparees would be an old uh, highwayman, like an outlaw. So uh, they would have... uh, Maybe robbed from the rich, like a Robin Hood character. Aha, uh-huh, got it. Robbed from the rich to, and then didn't bother giving the money to anybody. <laughs> but maybe, maybe tried to give it to the Said poor they as did. Well. Yeah, right. Pretended they, they did. Yeah. And how did you, were you, I understand you all met in high school. Uh, yes, uh, three of the boys, Connor, Jared, and Kevin, they all went to school right from the age of four right through to 18. And I'm actually cousins with Jared, so that's how I slotted in and i mean i i guess i would say you're an irish music band is there a more uh, sophisticated way to phrase that no no that's that's, that's right, what yeah. you are right yes well, i'm right. trying to do a mix of the irish ballads uh some faster upbeat ones and we do our own we write our own material too and just put an old uh, our own slant on it and irish do you want to play a little bit of an old, old song that, uh, of your own material um, well, this the song we were going to do for you was it's off the new album okay. that you uh, spoke about. It's called Recession. How can someone find out about and how get that album? Well, the the on the website we have a website. Um, the rapperies w- yeah, Let me spell rapperies for you. It's R A double P A R double E S. And we're going to put a link on my Facebook fan page to you so people can find the album if you want. Want to, want to do much. just a little snippet? So of this, this is uh, we're in Belfast now at the minute. So this is a song called Belfast Mountains, which is on. The new album. The referee is taken away. It been on the banks of Cloudy, I heard a maid complain, setting forth her lamentation down by Umperlane Street. Sing here I am confined in the constant binds of love All for a handsome sailor boy who did in constant prose And oh you Belfast mountains, can you bring me no relief? Have you got no tongue to flatter me or ease me of my grief? Oh, my God. That's beautiful, Joe. I, that's Joe singing, by the way. Um, I can see why a pub you might be playing in would sell a whole lot of Guinness. <laughs> because Irish songs make you sort of start thinking about the lost love of your life, the missed opportunities, the 
I don't know, just, I mean, the beauty of the country you live in, good and, you know, I'm talking about good and bad stuff. Yes. But uh, it, it does even, as you say, that's a song that's, you know, you all wrote and, 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 and composed, but it still has that sort of Irish sort of set one more up, barkeep. Don't do it. <laughs> What's with that, you guys? Well, I think with because uh, with Irish music, uh, just throughout the years, people before there was television or anything, people that was their source of entertainment. Told they, the stories. They, yeah. they would go to people's houses, open houses, and sit down, and everyone had to do something, and they all had to, you know, either say a poem or sing a song or do a wee dance, and just that was the source of people's entertainment, and just and it has carried on now to people now going to a pub and that's they, they love hearing all those songs and maybe getting up and doing a wee dance themselves or attempting to <laughs> Connor um, have you been a musician all your life um I, I came to the game relatively late um, doesn't every, everybody in Ireland plays an instrument is my impression <laughs> no, well very nearly yeah um no I started I started playing in school when uh when I was hanging out with the guys um Still playing? Yeah, you are. You still. How many nights a week might you play in a pub here? Um, it's, it's sort of it's it's more impromptu in the pubs. Um, Belfast is is kind of blessed with an awful lot of musicians at the minute. So three or four of you might just show up, or two or three of you and just start playing yeah. one night, just agree to go play. Yeah. Fabulous. Well, play us out of this segment if you don't mind. The, the Reparees. Uh, you'll find a link to their new CD and their website on my Facebook fan page, Rudy Max at Travel Slash Leisure. And oh, you Belfast mountains, can you bring me no relief? Have you got no tongue to flatter with, or ease me of my grief? Have you got no tongue? Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Get ready, get set for the holidays for less at Lumber Liquidator's huge flooring sale. Save on over 150 floors, including first quality laminate from 49 cents a square foot. Pre-finished hardwood from only $1.69 per square foot. Beautiful bamboo up to 15% off our incredibly low prices. Plus, save on great holiday gifts or floor them with a gift card. And get special financing. Hurry, get a great deal on a new floor just in time for the holidays. Sales going on now. Visit LumberLiquidators.com or your store for your holiday deal today. Because Susan switched to Geico and saved hundreds of dollars on car insurance, her retirement account wants to bake her a chocolate cake. But it can't. It's a retirement account. It doesn't have the upper body strength to lift a cake pan into an oven. Switch to Geico, and every time you see the savings, you'll know your retirement account wants to bake you a chocolate cake. But remember, it can't. It's a retirement account. It is, however, happy that you're saving money. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Musicians, you know the best day to get deals on the gear you want is Black Friday. And Guitar Center stores are currently loading up in preparation. But there's no need to wait for the big day. We're kicking off the doorbusters early. It's Guitar Center's countdown to Black Friday. Now through Thanksgiving, score an insane in-store daily deal. As much as 80% off list on vocal mics, headphones, drumsticks, ukuleles, and more. Grab a daily doorbuster available from 10 to 1 in-store only. As Guitar Center counts down to Black Friday. 
Searching for a great hotel deal? Go from online to on the road with America's Best Value Inn. Save 20% when you book a room now through December 13th and stay at least two consecutive nights by December 14th. Plus, you'll enjoy free internet, continental breakfast, and HBO at most of our 1,000 hotels in North America. Visit AmericasBestValueIn.com for details. With value in our name, you know you're getting a great deal. Done. Hey, it's Guy Fieri. And before the game, it's all about the tailgating. Burgers, sausage and peppers, onions, hot wings, you name it. But come game time, if you got yourself a whole bunch of heartburn, roll out the Rolaids. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. Rolaids gets you back in the action fast. Its dual active formula neutralizes more acid than Tums. For indigestion and heartburn, get rapid relief with Rolaids. R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief. Use as directed. Acid neutralization may not correlate with symptom relief. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the top-shelf margarita of rewards programs. As an Orbitz Rewards member, you earn rewards immediately on flights, hotels, and packages. That's right, like the kick from a good tequila, you get them instantly. The rewards you just earned on your flight to Miami? Use them to book your hotel for the same trip. If you use the Orbitz app to book, you earn even more, 5% on hotels. So join today and be part of the only travel rewards program that gives you instant vacation gratification. Go to Orbitz.com slash rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. Get out the map, get out the map and lay your finger anywhere down. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Ah, there you go. There you go, little Irish music to, to make you feel contemplative. This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Orbitz. Orbitz has created a simple program that rewards you faster than anyone else. You can book your hotel and airline travel through Orbitz and get rewarded Instantly. And from now until December 3rd, the first flight you book through Orbitz will earn you $10 in Orbux. And they'll also zap the bag free for one bag and turn it into Orbux, which you can use towards thousands of hotels. In other words, you can have that $25 bag fee put toward a hotel stay. Plus, it happens to be free to join. Just go to orbits.com forward slash rewards or backslash. I don't ever know. It's just a slash. Orbits.com slash rewards and sign up to start earning rewards and saving money today. As If you've just tuned in, we're coming to you live from Northern Ireland in the capital city of Belfast. And my next guest is obviously a Belfast man. He's a gentleman named John Killen. He's, a, he's the librarian of, of the uh, Linen Hill Library. I presume that, uh, I mean, it's, it's a young library. We just opened it up about 225 years ago is all. That's uh, right. That's a lifetime for that's that's like eons for Americans. No, no, it's um, it's the Linen Hall Library, and I presume it's called Linen Hall because. Well, it's called the Linen Hall because it was housed for most of the 19th century in the White Linen Hall, which is the building on the site that was on the previous site of the City Hall. So that's our popular name. We have a very splendid Victorian name, the Belfast Library and Society for Promoting Knowledge. But we were the library. In Make the, no small plans. In the Linen Hall. No, no. The interesting thing is it's based on uh, Franklin's Library Company of Philadelphia. So, you know, the north-west um, connections were there 225 years ago. First of all, let's give a nod. I have not talked at all in the show yet about the linen industry being so huge here. Yeah. Um, and that provided, for example, the money that built the hall we are in 
right now, Ulster Hall. Yeah. Um, but let's go to the library. Yours is a subscription library, which is not a phrase you hear a lot in the United States. No. Though there are independent libraries um, supported by endowment or subscription in the States, um, and they do, they probably a, a very special remit. The Lytton Hall Library was founded in the latter part of the Enlightenment in Europe and the United Kingdom, and its purpose was self-improvement through education, museums and libraries. Um, our remit was written by... Now, when you say remit, what does that mean in, in, in American well, English? In American Your English... Your charter? No, it, it's the... Um, it's what our American cousins 30 years ago said, the, the, the mission statement. The statement of mission. No, yeah. statement of purpose. Okay, yeah. fine. Thank you. Sorry. So on the 1st of January 1795, the members wrote, the object of this society is the collection of an extensive library, philosophical apparatus, and such productions of nature and art as tend to improve the mind and excite a spirit of general inquiry. That was the first requirement of your job, was to memorize that, right? It, it, when I read it 30 years ago, I was just struck by it, and I thought, you couldn't add a word to it, you couldn't take a word away from right. it that would, would enhance what they were trying to do. So that, that, that's what has motivated generations now, of people. Is this library open to the public? It is. And if I walk in there, what will I find that would be unique to Belfast? Um, n a number of people, poets, have said things like, the Lindenhall Library is really the soul of Belfast. Mm. We have been collecting in all areas of knowledge, but specifically in Irish history and Belfast history for 225 years. So with some very rare material, um, we have the complete run of the Belfast newsletter, which is reputed to be the longest running currently publishing newspaper in the world. There were newspapers before that, but they have gone. Newspapers after that, they have also gone. Is this a daily paper? Daily paper. Still? Still. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. And and so anybody can walk in. Yep. Uh, is is the hall you're in impressive? I'm sorry, we didn't see the that. Building, in yeah, the building itself um, is in Donegal Square North, facing the city hall. It was built 1863, believe it or not, as a linen warehouse. So this tangential connection with linen remains. Mm -hmm. But the great thing is, because it was a linen warehouse, the floors are load bearing, so the weight of books perfect is accommodated. Perfect. But we receive material from. You know, all, all parts all parts of the community. One donation, which is a strange thing possibly for a library or museum, um, six months ago a lady gave us in a set of Union Army epaulets from the American Civil War. Her ancestor had emigrated, fought in the American Civil War, survived and came back and died in Tandragee. John Killen is the head librarian at the Linen Hall Library. Only been around for 225 years. Yep. Thank you for stopping by, John. Not at all. Pleasure. From the wintry cold and damp A giant of a man in an oilskin coat And a bundle of Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. 
someone touched the bow He played a reel which seemed so grand and gay Stood and dingle I think I'm going to move to Northern Ireland and start a second family. What the heck? We can listen to music like this all the time. It's got to be great. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We're coming to you live, uh, if you've just tuned in, from Belfast in Northern Ireland, and uh, I'm delighted to welcome to the microphone a man who knows about a series of books that you and your children know. They're called The Tales of Narnia. They're written by C.S. Lewis, a Northern Ireland before his, uh, Northern Ireland uh, native, and Sandy Smith is a devotee of C.S. Lewis, um, and he he actually conducts literary tours that trace the footsteps of the author around Belfast. And this week, the C.S. Lewis Festival, running through the 23rd of November, has started here. Sandy, welcome to the show. Thank you. How did you how did you come to uh, become a C.S. Lewis expert? Well, I first began to read C.S. Lewis at university myself, and at a time in life when I was starting to cope with life's big questions. And of course, Lewis wrote much more than just the Chronicles of Narnia. And uh, the books that caught my imagination were books where he dealt with the issues of the problem of pain, for example. And uh, that is one of life's difficult questions and for, religion for many people. Right. Well, yes, although screw tape, screw, ta- screw tape, tape letters, screw tape letters. Right. Yes, uh, uh, an important book that many people will be very familiar with. But of course, Lewis wasn't a Christian for the biggest part of his life. You know, for the first half of his life, he had um, uh, an aggressive atheistic uh, worldview, and only came uh, to Christianity really halfway through his life. Was there one event that precipitated that? No, it wasn't one event. There were a series of meetings with people like J.R.R. Tolkien, for example, who uh, uh, disagreed with Lewis on his interpretation of myth, and Lewis conjured with some of uh, Tolkien's ideas. Not just Tolkien, uh, not just uh, Tolkien, but fellow Irishman uh, Neville Coggle, uh, Hugo Dyson, uh, Owen Barfield, uh, and men like that took a very different view from Lewis. And Lewis eventually, over a, a protracted period of time, really, uh, probably over a six or seven year period, uh, re-examined his own ideas and his own philosophy. And he changed his, his ideas around 1932. Did you know him? Well, no, uh, I didn't have that uh, privilege. I would love to have met him. But uh, I, I live uh, very close to where he spent his boyhood. My own home is only a few doors away from where uh, C.S. Lewis was raised as a boy. Um, Lewis died. You referred to that event. He died in 1963, and uh, I was. And tell us why not a lot of people read that on the front page of their newspaper. Well, of course, the interesting thing: November is a very significant month uh, in any discussion of Lewis. He was born in November on the 22nd. He also died in in November. Sorry, he was born on the 29th, and he died on the 22nd. And of course, on that date. Uh, J.F. Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas, Texas, and the world's media was filled with the events around uh, the death of the former president. And C.S. Lewis, who died on that same evening, along with uh, Aldous Huxley, uh, their passing went virtually unnoticed as far as the world's press was concerned. It's that thing, also dead, right? Um, In a bus plunge when you're with someone famous, also dead, the rest of us. Uh, You told me before the show began that you had a website for your tours, your C.S. Lewis tours, but you finally shut it down because you had too many people bothering you as they want to go and see us Lewis tours. I, I find that an unusual problem. Yes, well, I mean, uh, I'm very keen to have a very good quality tour that people leave really wanting more. And uh, uh, there, there's a lot of people who, when they come on my tour, and they spread word of mouth, and uh, I get uh, folk coming and asking to spend half a day with me or a whole day with me uh, here in Belfast, looking at uh, the sites and locations that are significant in the life of C.S. Lewis. Is the walking tour? 
Well, no, it's a coach tour. It's too big to do uh, uh, by uh, just a walk because the tour really starts in Belfast City Centre and then eventually makes its way out towards East Belfast where Lewis and his family uh, lived for certainly the early part of his life and uh, the period that, that shaped his early life. Was he a hero in his hometown? Well, no, I mean, he was virtually unknown. Indeed, we have been very slow in Belfast to celebrate our links with him at all, even now. And again, you mentioned in the intro to the programme the fact that uh, his books his books are now selling by the million. And uh, you mentioned uh, dozens of languages, actually over 42 languages his books have been right. translated into. Um, and um, he is uh, associated properly with, with Oxford, which is where he spent a lot of his academic life. The fact is he was born in Belfast. And, you know, in Belfast, it only took us really 100 years before we cottoned on to the fact that the Titanic was a story, which is where you <laughs> broadcast from before. So we're, we're good with Lewis, and we are promoting our links with C.S. Lewis. The C.S. Lewis Festival is starting now, and it runs through the 23rd of November. Uh, I'm going to send you to a website, since uh, uh, Sandy Smith doesn't, doesn't keep up his own website. If you are interested in coming to Belfast and taking a tour, go to visit-belfast.com and search for C.S. Lewis, and you'll find Sandy Smith. Sandy, thank you for dropping by. Getting your pit boots on On with you cold animals We're coming to the end of the first hour here in Belfast with our second special hour show from Belfast. Uh, If your station is staying with us for the second hour, well, I'm certainly glad you are. Stick around. We'll be back with lots more fascinating stories of this very interesting part of the world. If your station is leaving us, fortunately very few of them do, and I'm delighted with that. What's a crying shame? But I'll see you next week. Travel safely. Otherwise, we'll be back in about six minutes after a break. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.